Bonjour. Bonjour. And welcome to Foreplay Matters. Because it matters. I'm Madame Boku. And I'm Madame Wee. And welcome to our latest episode. I'm so excited. Madame Wee, I'm just going to put this right into your hands. I know, I know. We're connected here. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been telling our followers that, you know, all about Tantra and that we will have someone on to talk about Tantra uh, from their perspective, their practice, their experience, and not just hear Madam Wee all the time talking about Tantra and what is it and all the questions that our followers have. So today we have a special guest with us, Emmanuel Taylor, and he is a Tantra coach um, and pretty much welcome, Emmanuel. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. So I'm just going to jump in there. First, tell our followers who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the Tantra stuff. Okay, sounds good. Um, well, my name is Emmanuel. I originally hail from the city of Philadelphia, uh, and I've been in the D.C. area for about five or six years, um, and that's really where my, my Tantra practice has been centered. Um, I am uh, an engineer. I'm a scientist. I'm an urban gardener. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I work in the healing arts as well. So uh, I would say that I feel like my reason for being on planet Earth is to facilitate uh, personal healing, building community, and achieving sustainability, pretty much in that order. So that's what I do. All right. Excellent. Love that. So how did you get into Tantra? Well, that's a good question. Um, so it's interesting, like a lot of, a lot of people, um, I got into Tantra because I had a relationship that wasn't successful. Uh, oh. I was married really young. I got married after I finished uh, undergraduate and I married my high school sweetheart. And we had been together for a very long time. Um, and once we got married, things kind of went downhill pretty quickly. Uh, I had a good friend who handed me a book and he said, you know, you may want to read this. This might be helpful. Um, so my ex-wife, she took the book and she left me with the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but and the, the book was out of print at the time, right? So what was I had the name of the book? <laughs> uh, the book is called uh, Amonmer. It's spelled A-M-A-N-M-E-R-E. And it's basically a collection of information about Tantra mm-hmm. and different cultures around the world that uh, was completed by a man named uh, Yao uh, Naimeke Morris. Um, so he traveled around the world for seven years. And he interviewed people of different cultures who had different tantric practices. He took mm-hmm. everything that he learned, he put it together into this book. And when I first read the book, I didn't really get that it was about tantra because it had so much to do with personal healing and connecting people and, you know, what it is that uh, life on earth could look and feel like, you know, the potential, but then also some of the practices that you can do in your life to get there. I didn't really realize that it was about tantra or that it was tied to sexuality. And it took me, you know, a while to, to really uh, expand my view of what tantra really was, you know, to, to understand it wasn't just about sex, it right. wasn't just about sex energy, but it was a way that we could experience and expand the joy in our lives. Right. right. And say that again, yeah. it's not about sex. 
<laughs> it's not about yeah. intercourse. Yeah, you know? although that is a benefit. It's <laughs> definitely a benefit. It's more like a a, a byproduct, right? Right. It's a byproduct of, of doing the personal work in our lives is that we're able to connect more authentically with others. The joy that we experience expands, and that spills over into our sex life as well. Right, exactly, exactly. So I want to get into, because you said some things as far as practice, you know, rituals that you read in this book. I want to get into that. But first, I want you to explain to our audience what is Tantra, because I've given my definition, but I want them to hear it from you as well. So what is Tantra? So to me, Tantra is the most natural form of sexual expression that we have as human beings. And it also describes the process by which we can achieve that. Right. And so Tantra is a system for helping us to unravel and to remove anything that's inauthentic about our sexual expression. Uh, And it empowers us to do that through sets of uh, practices which uh, allow us to cultivate experiences, right? So Tantra is an art and a science that uses experience to help us to see who we really are and to remove any illusion of who we thought we were. Oh, I love that. What do you think about that, Madam Boku? I'm stunned, actually. That sounds very deep. Um, And I would imagine that that can be um, somewhat intimidating, especially when you're in a relationship with someone and you have one partner that actually requests, hey, why don't we try this? And if the other one is not in that mind state or that um, in the same space, um, how do you introduce this to, you know, a partner so that this is um, a natural progression? Oh, that's, that's a really good great question. question, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I will caution and say that Tantra is not for people who want to remain stagnant, right? Um, tantra is about movement. It's about the circulation of energy. It's about things being able to uh, flow freely and to move forward, right? And so, you know, for folks who are if they're in a relationship or if you have a partner that you know does not want to change, they don't want to do anything better, they're satisfied with the way that things are, you know, introducing Tantra is going to cause some disruption. <laughs> it's definitely going to cause some disruption, you know. Right. If you have a partner that is willing to improve, you know, to look at themselves, to look at their role in the relationship, to look at your pleasure, your satisfaction, your health, and they want to partner with you in improving all of those things, then Tantra may be something that you want to consider introducing into your relationship because it can help with all of that. But I think you have to know your partner or partners, and you have to know your relationship first before you decide to start speaking a little bit of Tantra into it. Yeah. So as far as introducing it to or becoming someone's Tantric lover or taking on a Tantric lover and starting the practice, how do you, how do you introduce it? Like, how do you start that conversation? Mm. So I, I recommend... Um, I I usually recommend books to people and, you know, sort of, you know, have conversations about some of the content and say, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, because there is some some good literature out there and it can help people to challenge their views and their conceptions around relationship health, sexual health, reproductive health. And when they start to have those conversations with their partner, uh, then you you can kind of see where their edge is, where you're able to 
you know, push a little bit towards, you know, grow in the direction of growth or where mm-hmm. you get resistant, right? Um, right. So I don't necessarily recommend that people jump out and like go to a class or, you know, it really depends on your partner and your relationship, but it's always good to start with a conversation. Right. And, I mean, definitely. You know, be, be I agree. On, yeah. You know, help to define what it is that you want to get out of it. You know, uh, most people, if somebody comes to me, I get this actually, I get referrals for different clients and they say, oh yeah, I know somebody really interested in Tantra. And then, you know, we have our first session, you know, we do a little intake and I ask them, why are you interested in Tantra? <laughs> what do you think this is going to do for you, right? What, do you, right? what are you actually trying to get out of the experience? And I think that's a good place for people in a relationship to start as well. Like, why do you think you need Tantra, right? right. Why do you think Ooh. that you want Tantra? What is it that you want to accomplish? And from there, you know, you can start to figure out whether or not Tantra is really going to be what's helpful in the relationship. That's a good point that you that you make because I mean you have to commit, you have to be present, and you have to set goals. And people don't do that for themselves and their pleasure or in their personal life. I mean, I bring up self care a lot, and this is a part of self care, and people kind of overlook yeah. that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, require like, that people change, you know. You said Tantra requires people to change, you know, to change in order to, yeah, to be the the best version of who we are, you know, it requires that we stop being the current version of who we are. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Change is a huge thing. And a lot of people don't want to change. You know, a lot of people are intimidated by change. Um, A lot of people are fear the unknown. So, um, so I know as far as me introducing this to my lover, um, yes, I had a conversation, but he was very open because he's been open to sex magic and the moon sex that we've done with my yoni aids. So, um, so pretty much I talked about Tantra a little bit with him and, and what, how I introduced it to him was showing him. It was kind of better for me to show him than to talk to him because I mean, I, introduced it to him. I didn't have him read any books, you know, because at the end of the day, it was like something that I'm into. So I was like, well, let me show you a little bit about what I'm doing. So showing him how I set my sacred space and, um, and the rituals that I do. Um, then also he really enjoyed the Tantra positions and the breath work and the energy work. I explained to him what chakras were and how you move your energy through your body. And he really was interested in that. And then the breath work and the tantric positions that I had him in, of course, that was like foreplay. He really enjoyed that. Um, and then I just was explaining other things. So that was the way that I introduced it um, to my lover. Um, but like you said, as far as if it's someone that's single or if it's someone that doesn't have a lover or someone that doesn't want to change and say they're interested and learning Tantra, then you can seek out a sex Tantra coach. And I know that you are a coach, so um, I'm a coach as well. So I want you to tell our audience members a little bit about your coaching practice and, um, and you know, what you do with regards to your clients um, and how you coach them and how you, how you help them with starting this process because they're interested and they're ready. They need Tantra. They've already expressed to you 
maybe in your initial consultation and ready to change. So then how do you move forward in your coaching practice? Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm going to get into that. And if like three minutes pass and I don't, please kindly remind me so that I switch gears and dive a little deeper into that specific <laughs> question. But I did want to first just respond. Uh, you know, I think that the way that you approached introducing Tantra with your partner, I think is excellent. And I think that it worked because you had trust and right. because you had a sacred space that you shared with that particular person. And so you were able to introduce Tantra to them in the form of something that was experiential. Right. right. Uh, and that's great, you know, when you have trust and when you have that sacred space. So Tantra is becoming more popular, especially in the black community, especially here in the United States. More people are hearing about it. They're hearing about things like yoni eggs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but a lot of people still don't have a framework for understanding how Tantra is practiced or what to expect if they do come to a Tantra practitioner or a Tantra coach, et cetera. And I want to address this because even, even as Tantra is still very young in the Black community here in the States, there have already been issues with uh, ethical violations right. in Tantra practice. Right. Yeah. Things mm -hmm. that weren't clear, things that, things that were blurry. Right. Uh, people go to a Tantra practitioner, they're expecting something, you know, yeah. and their, their consent is violated in a, in a way. Right. So these things have already happened. So one of the reasons that I do recommend like books and literature is for people who are outside of that sacred space where they already have trust. Mm -hmm. Right. So that right. they can have some sort of expectation around what it is that they're getting into, because, yeah. you know, some. You know, a lot of people just say, hey, I'm going to go see this Tantra practitioner. I don't know what's going to happen. And then they leave feeling, you know, feeling a particular way, feeling like, you know, maybe something happened that they weren't comfortable with. And this has happened so many times already in the community that I think it's, it's really worth addressing and being upfront about, right? Understand exactly. what you're getting into. Understand that you always have agency. You always have power. You always have the ability to give and to revoke consent. I think these things are really important for anybody who would consider working with a Tantra practitioner, an educator, or a coach. You know, always right. consider these things up front, right? Yes, definitely, definitely. And when and when you start and when you start to take on a client for your coaching, um, do you have them sign a consent form? Most definitely, most yeah. definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, and we're explicit about everything. So it's 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 a very sim so in in terms of um, what happens when you work with a tantra practitioner or a coach or educator, right? A couple of different things. So you may be interested in taking classes or learning more, right? And that's education is one form of working with uh, a tantra teacher, right? Um, tantra practitioners can use a number of different tools to help to cultivate experiences for people, experiences that can help them to heal their body, their reproductive health, right? Heal their emotional body, um, heal their energy body, and even address things within our own psychology, right? So there's a lot that can happen. Some of the tools that we use are tantric energy projection, um, which is basically like acupuncture or like acupressure, except instead of using needles or instead of using light physical touch, you, know, you can use basically no touch at all, and you can still affect the flow of energy within the body, just like the acupuncturist would. Right. So tantric energy work does that. It's very similar to Reiki, except the energy that we use is what we call kundalini. It's the sexual energy, which mm -hmm. is going to be the powerful energy that can flow through the body. And we 
there's reasons why we use this. Uh, it can affect change much more quickly than other forms of energy work. Uh, it also means that people have to change quickly in response to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it can be right? The tantric work, it can produce very dramatic results very quickly, but it's really up to the individual to maintain those changes. Uh, otherwise, they, they tend to go back to the way that they were. And so that's why energy work alone is usually not, you know, just what's offered in the tantra practice, but it's, it's coupled with the coaching, right? Right. So there may be guided meditations. There may be um, in different types of uh, tools. You know, I use a lot of tools from, um, from meditation, from mindfulness, from cognitive behavioral therapy, um, from mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, also from traditional African religion and spirituality as well. So these are all part of coaching so that people can make holistic life changes. Uh, Energy work is really helpful for, you know, blocking things that are restricted within the mind, within the body, within the spirit. Uh, But then it typically has to be reinforced with other practices so that people make more permanent change. So tantric energy is one tool that's used. Uh, Tantric touch, the tantric massage is another. And it can basically cultivate a very similar um, awakening of the energy body, awakening of our sensation, of our pleasure, of our kundalini, and it can move energy around, but it's much more grounded in physical touch. So it involves the physical caress of the body as opposed to just the projection of energy. And then from there, there are tantric meditations. Uh, there's tantric kriya yoga. Uh, so there's there are many different techniques that are used uh, across the spectrum of tantra to help to evoke change inside of people. The big thing I think that differentiates tantra from other um, from other systems is that Tantra is 100% experience-based. Like Tantra is not something that's just theoretical, right? It's not just a manipulation of ideas and thoughts. Tantra allows you to have a direct experience with your energy body and with deeper aspects of who you are. So it doesn't take any faith. (laughs) It is an experience-based system of personal development. I love how you just broke that down. I'm like, I got a little wet over that. I don't know why I did, but um, <laughs> but I'm into Tantra, so the way you just broke that down, I felt like I just had an orgasm. But um, well, because I'm not going to apologize for that. Apology is necessary, I suppose. So previously in other episodes, we've talked about sexual magic, sex magic, and um, using um, that type of sexual energy to manifest with intentions, um, things to happen or to, um, you know, be conjured in your life. In your opinion, um, is there a connection with sex magic and Tantra? And uh, could you uh, expound? Most definitely, yeah. And the basis of it comes from our understanding of physics which basically says if you want to change anything, you need energy, right? If you want to change the position of something, move it from over here to over there, you need energy. If you want to change the temperature of something, if you want to drive a car down the street, push a rock up the hill, uh, if you want, when we grow from being an adolescent to being an adult, we have to consume food in order to fuel that process. Every change in the physical world requires energy, even the changes within ourselves, right? 
And so yeah. when we're looking to do sex magic or what we would call manifestation work, right? Mm-hmm. You need energy in order to fuel the changes that you want in your life, right? Uh, and a lot of times those changes are within ourselves, right? It's a mentality, it's a mindset, it's a thought, or it's a belief that limits us into our current experience in life. And we've typically reinforced those beliefs through our experience and our brain is hardwired to keep experiencing the same thing, right? If we want to change that, we need a lot of energy. If we want to change that quickly, we need a lot of energy. So Tantra allows us to cultivate the most powerful form of energy that we can experience, which is the energy associated with creation, the energy associated with orgasm, right? And when we cultivate that energy, then we can change things very quickly. And so Tantra is, Tantra gives us Tantra is like striking oil, right? Tantra is like a field of solar panels. It's like harvesting the waves of the ocean. Tantra gives us the power that we need to be able to do that sex magic work, to do that ritual, to do that manifestation, to be able to change things, especially those things within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, oh my gosh. Madeline, I need like, a sponge or something. I I need a moment. I need a moment. Oh my gosh. I I just want no, I'm just so happy right now because when I talk to people about this, I just feel like I'm not I mean, I you know, I express myself, I articulate, I communicate very well, but it's just I want them to hear it from somebody else and it's like, mm, oh my gosh, I'm having a moment right now. Um because you just stand Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I would imagine that it also gives you another perspective as well to hear. Yes, it does. I mean, I mean, because I do the energy work. I I understand exactly what Emmanuel is saying because because I've all. I mean, the fact that he said the ocean and he was just and I'm always saying my pussy and I do my you know my um pussy um um Monday. I can't even speak but right now. I'm like, so, yes. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so right. flustered. I'm so flustered right now. <laughs> but, every, but every Monday, everybody knows I do um, masturbation Monday, you know, meditation, masturbation. And I'm on, I did a video and everything on this on IG TV or IG. And pretty much when you said ocean and water and energy, it is just everything of what I do that I tell the audience that orgasm that's water your pussy your vagina is a portal and when you do that and you manifest things um into the, your universe i mean you just pretty much just kind of validated everything i've been telling <laughs> the audience i mean they're hearing it from somebody else so um so i want you know you. our followers to to understand this more keep up the practice if they're practicing they want to be introduced DM us, reach out to us. I mean, you can reach out to me and DM us and I can connect you to Emmanuel. Um, but pretty much you're stating everything that I do. And it's just a, like Madame Boku said, it's just great for me to hear it from someone else um, and for our audience to also hear it. But I want to ask you some other um, questions too, because you're giving us so, so much good information and I want to get into, you have mentioned the black community starting to practice, but they're not all the way there. I want us to kind of touch that a little bit, um, as well as the 
ethical practices because I don't know if you heard of this new Tantra. Have you heard of the new Tantra that Sweden is doing? There is a new Tantra every week. So (laughs) (laughs) honestly, like new Tantra is like uh, new cases of coronavirus. It's in Sweden, it's in Italy. They got it in Brazil. It's everywhere, you know. So right. I probably haven't heard of that one in particular, but I'm sure you heard good. of it. Like I'm sure you heard <laughs> of it because, like you said, it's a new tantra popping up, and the Sweden one is where they had. Because you know, of course, if we go to Europe, we can go into tantra parlors, tantra massage parlors. If we go mm-hmm. to um, Indonesia, to Bali, you know, we can go into Tantra sanctuaries. So it's very interesting when we travel the world that we actually have um, businesses or sanctuaries or parlors or spas that are geared to Tantra, right? So yeah. London has a lot of them. So Sweden, now, I guess they're a little more progressive than us in the United States because we don't even have Tantra spas. I, I can't wait so, you know, we can open up our own one here in the U.S. I'm sure there's a lot of laws or a lot of loopholes we got to get through. But in Sweden, they're stating that you go and you get your tantric massage or tantric massage, depending on how you want to enunciate it, and they're actually allowing intercourse. So they're actually allowing, after you do all this work, when you're done and you end it, intercourse is actually happening. That's the new Tantra in Sweden in these parlors. But that's in, the, but in of course with who? With the massage therapist. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm like, that's just straight that's up prostitution. Right. That's just straight up prostitution. Yeah. But that when you had stated ethical practices, and we can get into that as well, I mean, I know, because I know through your coaching, I want you to also talk about how sometimes a lot of women I know a lot of men, when I say I'm Tantra coach, and they're interested, it's like, do you really want to learn Tantra? Do you really want to do the work? Are you ready to change yourself? Or are you just trying to hook up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of that. So with regard to the whole Sweden thing, I would say if if that's the kind of thing that you're into, you know, airline prices are really low right now. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) check it out for yourself. But, uh, In terms of the ethics and tantra practice, right? <laughs> more, so, what I tell, <laughs> more so what I tell people is bring your partner, bring your husband, bring your boyfriend, have him sign up for the class. Anything that I can do, I can teach him to do as well. Right. right. Um, and, I, and I definitely do get people who will, because honestly, like, I'm very interested in strengthening the relationships you know, within the black community, whatever relationship people choose. So not just the relationship between men and women, right? But regardless of how people identify, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, whether that's LGBTQIA, whether that's, you know, being uh, polyamorous or whatever relationship configuration, the relationships that people choose to be in, I want them to be strong, healthy relationships that support the health of the black community overall, Mm -hmm. right? And so Tantra gives us tools and techniques that can help in doing that, right? And so, you know, it's, it doesn't really do me good if I hoard all of the information for myself. You know, there's only so many women I can have sex with in my lifetime anyway, right? <laughs> you sure? Sorry. Yeah. You know, I and so, it. I tested it out. I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too busy for all that. 
But anyway, <laughs> but I want I want everybody to know. I want everybody to know, you know, and I want everybody's relationships to improve. So I tell people, I've definitely had clients who come in the first day and I say, yeah, so just as a rule, I do not have sex with my clients. And it's the last time that I see them, right? Right. Right, you know, exactly. And I'm okay with that, right? But I'd rather be crystal clear on what it is that's expected from an ethical point of view. Because anything that I can do with my lingam, I can do through energy projection with my hands. I can do it through my eyes. You know, and this is actually something that was really liberating for me. And it's something that I want a lot of men to understand is that their sexual power is not in their penis, right? right. Sexual power oh. does not come from a lingam, right? I've made women, I've, I've helped women to cultivate the experience of orga, orgasm with a penis that's flaccid, you know? I've yeah. had women both are or, orgasmic, right? Without being erect, without even being inside of them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and part of what I love about tantric energy work or energy projection in particular is liberating our sexual energy out of the context of penetration, out mm-hmm. of the context of what we traditionally call sex and understanding that this can permeate our entire life, right? We can have rich tantric orgasmic experiences whenever we want to right? by cultivating this energy and using it uh, better than we used to, right? Mm-hmm. That's the power of it. That is the power mm-hmm. of it. That is, and it's like so amazing. When, and it's like so ma- amazing and interesting when you can do that, you know. Um, so it's it's like it's like a higher taking you to a higher place, you know, taking your relationship to a whole nother dimension, you know. I mean, I always tell people this is more of a sexuality spirituality combo you know um tantra it's it's a it's a life practice it's not something that you just have an experience overnight you know this becomes life yeah. right yeah so you I'm have brought some, up just an example go ahead if you don't if you don't mind just an example like okay so i'm, I'm a bit of a world traveler mm-hmm. so you know i'm currently you know thousands of miles away from you know, my um, my partners who are in the States or, you know, other places as well. <laughs> I do practice ethical non-monogamy, by the way. So, um, but, um, you know, so I, I can still make love with my partners even when I'm not physically with them. You know, we could be Ooh. thousands of miles away and we can still have, you know, sex, you know? <laughs> now, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I want to hear about this. <laughs> I need you to explain that and talk slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we like so, details. We like de- very descriptive. If you like, feel like you'd like to do that, if you know, if, I mean, because I feel like we're friends now. So if you want to just go ahead <laughs> and just skip the ocean and just hit us with whatever you got, that's okay. All right, let's. Yeah, I'll say when I was when I was young in my tantra practice, I used to mess around with certain things like, you know, me and a partner would be in public, right? And so maybe I do a little energy projection with her. But then, you know, we start to take it a little further. Like I want her to, because again, I can project energy through my hand. I can project energy through my lingam as well. And so I can give her the feeling and the sensations and the experience of penetration, even without being inside of her. So we could be sitting at a restaurant, right? 
And I'm, I'm a bit of a voyeur and an exhibitionist as well. So, <laughs> so this That's is fun good. stuff for me, right? You know, so we could be we could be in we could be in a restaurant, you know, um, or we can be in a uh, country with a very repressive views about sexuality. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, somewhere in a different region of the world, thousands of miles away, right? And still still be able to have a sexual experience. And so we started to take it from. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to do energy work by laying our hands on the body to we're going to do energy work with the hands just hovering above the body to uh, what else is possible to, okay, well, how about you go in the other room? So how about you go down the street? So I'm going to be on a business trip next week. Let's see if we can still connect. Right. Mm-hmm. And over time, you know, we've realized, and this is, you know, a lot of tantra practitioners know this at this point, but the energy and the connection are not dependent on time and space. Right. Oh, right. So we can stay connected even when we're not in each other's physical presence. And I've we've done I've done this with many people over time through video chats, through telephone calls, just by setting an intention in a common time and talking about it tomorrow. And I'm telling you, you know, like it's 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 a hundred percent real it uh, is. to the point where, you know, with with no type of communication, just saying, Hey, tomorrow seven o'clock, we're gonna make sure that we set the time and space to connect. Send me a text message beforehand. Let me know that you're ready. And then tomorrow we'll talk about it, right? And I would say, all right, I'm going to project some energy to the heart chakra. I'm going to project some energy to the right kidney. And then I'm going to project some energy to the liver. And then the next day. So tell me what you felt. Right. I felt my heart chakra. And then I felt my right kidney. And then I felt my liver. Right? Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. You know, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, what and, book and, is this in? Mm-hmm. What, what book is that? I'm actually working on writing a couple of books right now. Yeah, right, right. Like, a, right. She's saying this, that because it's like, it's your book. It's When are we getting your book? Hello. Right. Yeah. A lot of this hasn't been well documented. Like, honestly, this is the first time in human history that we know of that the knowledge of Tantra has ever been public. Tantra has always been kept yeah. through different, you know, secret societies. Yeah. Hashtag. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, hashtag. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> or you know, in in temples through religious practices, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's never been general public knowledge before, and this is one of the reasons why um I I'm personally very particular about how it is that this technology hits the black community, right? Because we yeah. see this in society all the time. Cell phones, right? Cell phones are great, but now we got little kids who are three and four years old who are addicted to them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so. When new technology comes out and culture doesn't change as quickly as technology, right? Right. Uh, and so technology can be disruptive to culture if we are not intentional about how we're going to integrate it into our culture. And so Tantra gives us new technology, right? And within the Black community, you know, we do need to be very particular about, and in every community, every community should be considering this, right? But within the Black community, we do need to be particular about how this technology impacts our culture. And if we're not particular about it, it can be used for just a, a whole bunch of mess, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It can be misused. Misused and abused. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm not, you know, I'll, I think I'll share just briefly, too, that, you know, I'm, I'm an electrical engineer, and uh, I've been studying energy systems for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so when I came across Tantra, I was like, oh, this is energy systems, right? I get it, you know, or if this is really fake, 
I'll be the one to be able to figure it out because I understand energy systems, right? This is my right. expertise. Exactly. Uh, you know, but um, trying not to lose my, my train of thought here. Because <laughs> uh, you studied energy, so you know that it's real. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I think I did lose my train of thought. But basically, yeah. So let's just go to the questions. I could get on my soapbox and I could wind up staying <laughs> on it for a while. Uh, that's okay. I have a question for you because you had mentioned um, you had mentioned something, but you didn't say. I think you said polyamorous. Um, do you okay. feel do you feel that a lot of people that practice tend to kind of go more into a poly lifestyle or a poly relationship and practice polyamory? Uh, you know, actually, no, this is, that's, it's, it's an interesting thing. So there's definitely an element of that. And there's some overlap between all types of different communities, the black pink community, uh, the black poly community, um, the black tantra community, the black swinging community, you know, there are all these (laughs) different overlaps, right? Right, right. Um, But there are also, you know, the majority of the people in my experience who have come into tantra have used it to do personal development work until they attract a monogamous partner and then they disappear off in their relationship and they're happy, <laughs> you know? So I'm the so glad is, you say that. I'm so glad you just said that. So, and I want you to continue because pe- we're going to get into the myth of this whole world that we practice. So continue because people really think that you just here to have multiple partners and you just want to fuck whoever you want to fuck and not be committed to anybody. And that's, that's, that's a myth, but continue what you were saying. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Now there are many of us who came into the Tantra community and we started to realize how powerful it is for healing sexual trauma, for healing conditions like fibroids and tumors and cysts for healing uh, prostate issues, for healing uh, erectile dysfunction issues, for, for doing all types of different things, right? And many of us decided to stay in the community as practitioners because we wanted to help as many people as possible, you know, but there, there are lots of people who have a knowledge of Tantra, they can do energy projection, they can do this, that, and the other, but they said, I don't want to be a practitioner, right? I'm not really interested in trying to help a bunch of people, right? I came in here to find my life partner, and they did, you know, mm. and there's no judgment for that, you know, but to answer your question, the majority, the overwhelming majority of people who have come into Tantra, from what I know, having been in the community as long as I have been, the majority of them wind up in a monogamous relationship and they exit the, the Tantra community. Yeah. Good for us to know. Good for us to know. I mean, because the key is, like you said, they come in to find a life partner. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so it's kind of like it's just like dating, you know. It's just like dating. I mean, you're dating to see who you can possibly connect with um, to find your life partner. But this is just dating on a whole another level. Yeah. You know? so, so let me be clear about it. So it's not just coming into the. You know, it's not like they were coming into the Tantra community to meet somebody else in the Tantra community who would become their life partner, right? Mm-hmm. It's more so they came into the Tantra community. They did the personal development work, right? They mm-hmm. removed different, you know, issues and blockages within themselves. And because they grew as a person, they then attracted a life partner. Ah, right? oh, I love that. And and so it wasn't necessarily somebody else who was in the Tantra community or anything else like that. So 
it really, it's not, a, it's not about dating. You know, when I say that people came into the Tantra community, they found a partner and they left. It's mm-hmm. not about dating. It's, it's about the fact that they were able to go within themselves, you know, understand what their limitations were, understand why it is that they hadn't attracted a life partner. They were right. able to grow and change. And then their, their life became open to a life partner entering in, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not... Not not a dating thing, just more of a, a personal development thing mm-hmm. using the principles of the soundtrack. That's excellent. So personal development. And then the thing is, once you do that personal development and you're with a partner, because also in our black community, um, you know, a lot of people, like you said, you dated your um, high school sweetheart, you got married young, and then you got divorced, right? Um, therefore... Yeah. You did had to do the work on yourself, um, and then the thing is, if you because in our community we we do that a lot. We kind of go to college, we or our high school sweethearts, so we go to college. We end up marrying that person, but we were kids, and it's like or young mm-hmm. adults. We didn't really know ourselves. We didn't know who we were. We didn't know who we were sexually. Um, we didn't know who we were going to become. Um, and then you're now doing the work. So the good thing is once you are introduced to something and you're doing the work to do that personal development, then you can possibly introduce it to your partner because a lot of us, well, I shouldn't say a lot of us, all of us have baggage. All of us come to the table, not with a clean slate. You know, we all come to the table and we're all kind of emotionally disabled or emotionally dysfunctional. You know, I kind of like to use that word. And then, and then this allows you to kind of work on yourself for your personal growth. So the cool thing is that within Tantra, there's a framework for understanding this, right? So it's, you know, it's like you might be one person on the job. You know, your coworkers may understand you as being a particular person. Your family may understand you as being a particular person. But for some reason in a relationship, you wind up in conflict with a partner that looks different from the conflict you may have with your family or with a coworker, right? There's a certain aspect of who we are that is exposed inside of the context of a loving or intimate relationship, right? And it's different. You know, we're a different person in some aspects in that relationship than we are anywhere else, right? right. So this isn't, it's not random. And that's the cool thing about it is it's not random. And you can trace it back to the energy body. You can trace it back to the configuration and the strength of the chakras and all of those things. It's 100% predictable. And there's ways that we can understand it to the point where we can predict it. I'll give you an example. I had a session with a client. This was just a couple months ago. Uh, Energy work session uh, was only 15 minutes long, right? It was the first time having an energy work session. She lay down. I started waving my hands around. She fell asleep. (laughs) 15 minutes later, I woke her up. She said, oh, my gosh, what happened? I was like, oh, uh, that's it. She's like, that's it. I didn't really feel anything. I was like, okay, that's great. But I have a question for you. Okay. I said, my question is this. can you describe to me what the relationship was like between your mother and your father while your mother was pregnant with you? Oh, wow. Her, her demeanor completely changed, you know, and then she began to tell me what I already knew, which was she had suffered physical abuse while she was in the womb. Mm. How did I know that? I knew that because of the way that I interacted with her energy body, the way that it was configured, the way that it responded. It told me everything that I needed to know about her, her personal history, her relationships, 
while her body was structured the way that it was, right, while her relationships had ended in the past, everything that I needed to know was already there energetically, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's predictable, because there's a system to it, because this knowledge is consistent, right? And because that we know how to apply these things in our lives. And so that, that's the level of understanding that people can gain through Tantra, right? And I, I don't see that happening as broadly in the Black Tantra community as I would like. I see people who are learning different techniques. They're doing yab yum. They're using yoni eggs. You know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. They may even be doing some energy projection and just, oh, I, f- I feel uh, my ego is served by the fact that I can make a woman orgasm without touching mm-hmm. her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, <laughs> but the, level, the level of healing work, right, that's available to us, the level of understanding that we can have about our partners, the level of compassion that we can give to them, right? There's a depth to this that is available and I, I feel like we're still just scratching the surface, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I became a Tantra educator, that, that I'm, you know, writing the books and that I'm teaching classes. Is I really want people to know what's available to them and how their life can be transformed if they apply the principles and the practices of Tantra. Oh, my gosh. And you just summed that right on up nicely. I want you to tell our followers um, you know, how they can connect with you or get in touch with you, whether it's social media or so forth. Um, because, I mean, even though, you know, you're away right now, we want let to let them know how they can connect with you. Definitely, yeah. So it, it's really interesting because for a long time, I've kind of just moved in the shadows, you know, like I haven't been very public about my practice. And pretty much all of the clients I've taken have been through rever- uh, referrals uh, mm-hmm. in the past. Um, but I do have a little website, uh, about.me slash Ross and Ebb, uh, and my company is called Ross and Ebb Wellness Services. Ross and Ebb is a word that comes out of the ancient Kemetic language of uh, Nidunater, uh, and it roughly translates as energetic wellness, right, which is sort of the goal, is to be well on an energetic level. Um, so about.me slash Ross and Ebb, that's R-A-S-E-N-E-B, Ross and Ebb. Uh, so there's a, a little website there that gives some information. My email address is on there. And there you will also find a link to an ex- event that I'm super excited about. I am going to be doing my first uh, couples retreat this year in Brazil oh. uh, in conjunction with a woman who is a great friend of mine, uh, Prandara Prem. Uh, she is uh, a black woman originally from New York who now lives in Brazil. She's also a Tantra teacher and a Tantra practitioner. And she learned Tantra from a completely different perspective than I did. When we connected, we realized that there was, uh, you know, something complementary about the perspectives that we had, and we started to work together. So we're actually offering this couples retreat uh, July 31st to August 8th, and it's in Salvador in uh, the Bahia region of Brazil. Um, for those who don't know, um, uh, Bahia, El Salvador in particular is basically the area of Brazil where African culture has been most strongly preserved, right? Uh, it is just a beautiful place and a beautiful setting to come and to learn more about strengthening your relationships and to learn some of these principles and practices of Tantra. So uh, very excited about that. So that link is on my website as well. So I encourage everybody to check that out. And if you can, come join us in Brazil. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Yes, I love it. Love it. Are we taking a trip, Madame Boku? 
Um, are we going to be a couple? We can. <laughs> yeah, we can be. We can be. Yeah, and also, I'll say this too. So as somebody who is tantric and kinky and poly, right, uh, our goal is also to create a space where everybody feels welcome, right? Because there aren't many. Honestly, like there's a, like tantra is based on um, polarity. It's based on this, uh, what they call masculine and uh, feminine energy, the dance right. and the balance between it and bringing it into balance. So a lot of times that results in sort of these, these heteronormative stereotypes and, and reinforcing them and basically gearing things towards you know, monogamous, heterosexual, male-female couples. It doesn't uh, provide a lot of space for inclusivity. So part of our goal is to make sure that, you know, people who are, you know, who identify in some way besides that standard whatever bullshit that they, they try to feed us, you know, have a safe space to be able to explore their relationship and to strengthen it as well. So uh, we, we strive to create a very inclusive environment, and we want everybody to know that this retreat is open to, you know, couples of all sorts, uh, polycules of all sorts, too, triads, quads, whatever the case may be. Um, everyone is welcome, and they can learn something that they can use to strengthen their relationship. Excellent. I love it. Yeah. Well, I will say our Foreplay Matter followers um, join us in Brazil in July. Um, check out Emmanuel's website and please, please, please subscribe, share, like um, us on Anchor, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Um, keep up the good work. We've been getting a lot of people that are doing voice messages through Anchor and letting us know how they love the show. Um, send us, you know, different um, topics that you want to hear, but tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Um, for Foreplay Matters because it matters. matters. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Emmanuel. So we are going to be out, and from there, I say bonjour. I mean, I say au revoir. <laughs> Look, I just want to I just want to start over. I am. I mean, this is this is. With some bowling oh my goodness! I don't know what's going on right now. Well, hey, everybody knows what's going on. That energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that energy. Have to sit in that energy and enjoy it. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I think you you were giving me that energy over the phone. Oh my goodness! I'm like, I, this was just had me all in all kinds of ways upside down today. And but what's it gonna be like in Brazil? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so, therefore, I follow it. Yeah, definitely. So, au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.